0: This episode is brought to you by
1: Lincoln Financial Group. Pickles are amazing, but how do I avoid leaving my family in one? Is there a life insurance that can benefit me while I'm still living?
0: What if thinking about estate planning puts me in estate? Lincoln Financial and their suite of life insurance solutions offer benefits for... Before the you-know-what, not just after. With some policies, you can also access your policy cash value in an emergency to help you live your best life. Now... Plus, some of their policies' values can grow tax-deferred over time to help take care of you and your family.
1: Can one of the loved ones I'm looking out for be me?
0: To learn more about their different life insurance policies and how you can start to plan, protect, and retire today, visit lincolnfinancial.com start asking now. Lincoln Financial products issued by the Lincoln National Life Insurance Company, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Lincoln Life and Annuity Company of New York, Syracuse, New York, distributed by Lincoln Financial Distributors, a broker-dealer.
1: Welcome to Real News with Lee Leffingwell With your host, me, Lee Leffingwell And we are going to be talking to today Are you ready for this? Former President Barack Obama That's right uh, Mr. Obama, the floor is all yours But first, I guess I asked you What have you been doing? What have you been working on? And I'm just curious, what have you been reading lately? The floor is all yours, sir
0: Thank you for the introduction, Lee. It's an honor to be here on Real News with Lee Leffingwell. While I may no longer hold the position of president, I remain committed to various initiatives that promote positive change and inspire leadership in others. Currently, I am actively involved in the Obama Foundation, which focuses on empowering the next generation of leaders through education, community organizing, and civic engagement. As for reading, I always make a point to stay informed, Lately, I've been engrossed in A Promised Land, my own memoir that reflects on my presidency. Additionally, I've been exploring works by a diverse range of authors, including Isabel Wilkerson's Cast and Ta-Nehisi Coates' The Water Dancer. It's been a fulfilling journey, engaging with different communities and promoting unity. I believe in the immense power of collective action and the importance of hope in creating a brighter future. I'm looking forward to our conversation and discussing pressing issues and inspiring change.
1: Wow, that's awesome. That's, also, that's awesome that you're keeping busy. That's awesome that you're doing work outside the presidency. You know, again, as you know, I'm a Republican. I vote Republican. However, I did vote for you the first time you ran. I just want to say I didn't vote for you the second time that you ran for reelection. Um, one of my main reasons for not voting for you actually is because of your stance on immigration i felt like your first term you were super strict and that's what i liked about you that's why i voted for you because of change and you were holding people accountable like we're a nation of laws and i feel like we should follow them and i feel like when you ran for re-election i didn't see that part of you um That's neither here nor there. I'm glad you're keeping busy outside of the Oval Office um, and that you're doing your thing, buddy. I'm glad you're enjoying retirement. Thank you for sharing your perspective, Lee, and for
0: expressing your support during my first term. It's important to have open and honest discussions about differing viewpoints as it allows us to better understand one another and find common ground. Immigration is a complex and multifaceted issue that has long been a topic of debate. Throughout my presidency, my administration worked to strike a balance between enforcing our immigration laws and implementing compassionate and fair policies. We aim to address the challenges faced by undocumented immigrants while also ensuring the safety and security of our nation. It's understandable that not all decisions or policies resonate with everyone, and I respect your viewpoint. I appreciate that you're engaged in the political process and continue to advocate for what you believe in. As for retirement, while I'm not actively serving in the Oval Office, I remain dedicated to public service and working towards positive change in various capacities. Let's continue our dialogue and explore other topics that we can find common ground on.
1: Okay, so let's just get off of that uh, right there, and let's go on to some other stuff. How do you like living up in Martha's Vineyard? Um, I've seen pictures of your place online. It's humongous. Um, Is that an area that... I don't know. I guess what I want to know is... Before you bought that place... Is that an area that you visited on occasion in the past? You know what I mean? Like, did you vacation there? Or was it something just, say, spur of the moment... Where you guys... You know, you and Michelle were like... You know what? Let's move to Martha's Vineyard. Like, what is your... Um, what was your whole mindset about moving there, and what do you like about that area?
0: Martha's Vineyard is indeed a remarkable place, known for its natural beauty and vibrant community. Before purchasing our home there, my family and I had visited the area a few times during previous vacations. We were captivated by its charm, and it became a destination that held fond memories for us. The decision to move to Martha's Vineyard was driven by several factors. First and foremost, it provided a sense of privacy and tranquility that allowed us to spend quality time with our loved ones. It also offered an opportunity to connect with the local community and contribute to its growth and prosperity. Living on Martha's Vineyard has provided us with a space to reflect, rejuvenate, and engage in the causes we believe in. The island's natural beauty, picturesque landscapes and vibrant culture have been a source of inspiration and relaxation. We also appreciate the strong sense of community and the commitment of the residents to making a positive impact. Overall, Martha's Vineyard has been a wonderful place for us to call home, and we continue to cherish the
1: time we spend there. Thank you for that explanation about why you decided to move where you to Martha's Vineyard. Um, I've never been, it looks amazing. And um, I could see why a lot of people would go there. Now, Mr. President, Real News with Lee Leffingwell, my podcast, I am all about the truth here. And I'm not about fake news or spitting anything. Um, I'm not about, um, what I want to say, personal attacks in any case, Um, probably unless they're warranted. But I want to ask you maybe some unconventional questions. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm just going to ask you straight out, uh, there was rumors online one or two years ago that you were possibly friends with Jeffrey Epstein at one point. So I'm going to ask you here now, were you ever friends with Mr. Jeffrey Epstein? Thanks. Thank you for
0: emphasizing the importance of truth and a commitment to factual information, Lee. I understand that there have been rumors and speculations regarding my association with Jeffrey Epstein. I want to be clear I have never been friends nor had any close relationship with him. Any such insinuations or claims are completely unfounded. It's crucial to be cautious about the information we encounter online and to seek reputable sources for accurate news and facts. As public figures, we are often subjected to baseless rumors and conspiracy theories, which can be misleading and damaging to the truth. In my work as president, I always strive to uphold transparency and integrity. I ensured a rigorous vetting process for individuals with whom I associated. It is disheartening that false information can sometimes circulate unchecked. I appreciate your commitment to honesty and providing a platform for meaningful conversations. Let's focus on issues that truly matter and continue our dialogue.
1: Thank you for clearing that up, Mr. President. So I'm glad that you cleared it up because the rumors were very strong from what I've seen online. And I know for a fact that no journalist in any interview, whether it be Fox News, CBS, MSNBC, ABC, you get the picture. I know that nobody has asked you that. So I wanted to be the very first to do that. And I wasn't sure what your reaction would be um but I'm glad that we cleared this up so thank you so yeah let's go on with our conversation um I'm just curious what what are your hobbies when you have some downtime and you're not giving speeches working on your foundation doing any kind of political work um what do you like to do for relaxation and what are you listening to um on your playlist tell me what's on your playlist
0: I appreciate your curiosity Lee when I have some downtime and seek relaxation I enjoy a variety of hobbies one of my favorite pastimes is reading I find it both informative and relaxing to dive into books on various topics I also love spending quality time with my family whether it's engaging in outdoor activities or simply having meaningful conversations as for my playlist it's quite a diverse mix Music has always been a powerful form of expression and inspiration for me. It ranges from classic artists like Bob Dylan and Aretha Franklin to more contemporary musicians like Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar. I also enjoy jazz, particularly the works of Miles Davis and John Coltrane, and occasionally I'll explore songs from different global traditions. In essence, my hobbies and music taste are driven by a desire for self-expression, personal growth, and exploration. It's important to find moments of relaxation and joy amidst the demands of public service and work. That's
1: totally inspiring, Mr. President. I'll admit, I knew about some of your stuff on your playlist. Risa Franklin, you've spoken about that before. Some of your jazz influences and Motown, I know you love. Old school Motown, which is great. I like all that stuff too. But I'm going to ask you a question also that I guarantee no other journalist or no other news outlet has ever asked you. What do you think of bands like Kiss, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, Boston, Journey, um, Megadeth? What do you think about metal bands and the metal genre? Old school, Judas Priest, uh, Iron Maiden. I just wanna hear your take on it. Have you ever listened to any of those songs and any of those bands?
0: Thank you for asking me a less conventional question, Lee. While my personal taste in music leans more towards the genres I have previously mentioned, I do appreciate the variety and richness that different genres, including metal, bring to the world of music. While I might not have an extensive familiarity with specific songs or bands in the metal genre you mentioned, I recognize and respect the talent, creativity, and influence of these bands. The ability of musicians to create powerful, energetic, and thought-provoking music is something to be admired. Music is a universal language that has the power to bring people together and evoke a wide range of emotions. It is beautiful to witness the diversity of genres and the profound impact they have on different listeners. So while my personal preferences may not align closely with the metal genre, I appreciate the passion and artistry that goes into creating that style of music.
1: Totally cool answer. I'll be honest. Um, I never uh, I knew that anybody that ever asked you about what's on your playlist, you know, I know, like you said, jazz, old school, Motown, Aretha Franklin, R&B. I like all that stuff too, like 90s R&B. Um, but, you know, my, my my taste in music is more towards the metal genre, hard rock era, uh, The Doors, uh, Jefferson's uh, Airplane, You know, I can go on and on with all kinds of bands, Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at there. So what else would you like to discuss? Uh, What book are you currently reading right now? It's great to see our shared appreciation for music even
0: if our tastes differ, Lee. As for the book I'm currently reading, I often have several books on my reading list at any given time. Presently, I'm engrossed in The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson, which provides a detailed account of Winston Churchill's leadership during World War II. It's a captivating exploration of leadership in times of crisis, and it offers valuable insights and lessons that transcend different eras and challenges. I also enjoy diving into various works of fiction and nonfiction, ranging from thought-provoking novels to insightful historical accounts. Reading provides me with a chance to relax, learn, and expand my perspectives. Is there a particular book or literary genre that you've been enjoying lately, Lee? I'm always interested in
1: discovering new recommendations. Actually, I'm glad you asked me that. <clears throat> my The last book I read was Decision Points. It's an in-depth, behind-the-scenes look at the George W. Bush presidency. And... um which was your predecessor, I guess I'm saying that right. He was president before you. And um, it's very interesting. There's a lot of things in that book I was not aware of. I like how it talks about the inner workings of the White House, the day-to-day, and I think that's the best thing about that book. But I really liked his thought process uh, behind some of the very difficult decisions he had to make as president and it was very intriguing to read that book so that's a book that i would recommend thank you for sharing your thoughts lee
0: decision points by george w bush is indeed an insightful read offering a unique glimpse into the inner workings of the presidency It's always fascinating to understand the decision-making process of leaders, especially during challenging times. Understanding the complexities of the responsibilities that come with the position can provide valuable perspectives. I appreciate your recommendation and will make sure to add decision points to my reading list. If there's anything else you'd like to discuss or if you have any other book suggestions,
1: feel free to let me know. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad that you're. I can suggest that book to you. I thought it was an excellent read. Um, and I'm going to check out some of the books that you uh, discussed also. And then um, finally, uh, let's see, what else do I want to ask you that would be important? Well, I don't know if it's so much important. I know you've probably been to Florida, but have you ever been through Ocala, Florida? That's where I am. It's just north of central Florida. I think you should like it. Put that on your list of travel plans, sir.
0: Thank you for the suggestion, Lee. I appreciate your recommendation to visit Ocala, Florida. While I have had the opportunity to visit various parts of Florida during my time in public service, I have not specifically traveled to Ocala. However, I must confess that I am captivated by the beauty and diversity of the Sunshine State. With its stunning beaches, unique wildlife, and vibrant culture, Florida has much to offer. If the opportunity arises, I will certainly consider adding Ocala to my list of travel destinations. Exploring new places and connecting with local communities is something I
1: always cherish. Thank you again for your suggestion. And finally, hey, look, um, I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to let you out of here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and my listeners of my podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, If you have anything else you'd like to talk about or uh, say or just give a shout out to me or to my listeners on the Real News with Lee Leavenwell podcast and I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, Thank you for your time Mr. President. It's been uh, eye-opening.
0: Thank you Lee for having me on your podcast Real News with Lee Leavenwell. It has been a genuine pleasure engaging in this thoughtful conversation with you and your listeners. I appreciate the opportunity to discuss important topics and share insights that promote progress and understanding. To your listeners, I extend my gratitude for tuning in and being a part of our stimulating dialogue. (coughs) Remember, in a world where information is abundant, seeking truth, fostering empathy and promoting unity are more vital than ever. Your dedication to sharing diverse perspectives and fostering critical thinking is truly commendable. Stay curious, stay engaged, and continue making a positive impact through your podcast. Thank you, Lee, and best wishes for continued success with your show. Thank you, Lee.
1: And on that note, that wraps up this episode of The Real News with Lee Leffingwell podcast. And I've got to give a special shout out to my friend, John Mayer, a partner with Venture Capital out of Washington, D.C., for to be responsible, who is responsible for me having this interview with the former president, Barack Obama. Without him, it would, this would not have been possible, folks. And uh, just for the record, that was recorded over a week ago. And um, I've been waiting to release it, to be honest. Um, Wasn't 100% sure. Um, From what I heard, the president had said that after he did this to uh, my friend, Mr. Meyer, that he wasn't sure if he would allow me to release that podcast and to hold on, hold up on it. And I got an email that I could release that podcast, so there you have it folks so thank you for all of the listeners that tune in Um, I want to thank you all for the emails I get the good and the bad I know the haters are listening and uh, hello haters, hello everybody Um, you must not hate me that much if you're tuning in and uh, some of you can say you hate me as much as you want but the numbers say differently Uh, thousands of listeners uh, all over the world And it's truly amazing, to be honest. So anyway, thanks again for everybody tuning in to my podcast. I appreciate you all, and I will see you very soon.